Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Relationship Center on the Edify Podcast Network, and I'm glad you've tuned in. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. Guys, you made it. You cross into the new year. Now, that's a great thing. Many people don't think so, but it is to see another year. We must give thanks to God for the great things he's done and also for the small things he's done. Just crossing from one day to another may seem like a small thing, but indeed, the small things are actually great things things. I hope your year has started well. And if it's not started well, you have a choice to make it start it well. My name is Anes Wamboya and I'll be taking you through today's podcast, the first podcast of 2023 from the Relationship Center podcast. And by God's grace for the remaining 52 weeks or rather 51 weeks, this will be episode one of 52 to come for the rest of the year 2023. And today we're going to talk about making decisions because the new year often presents us with um with the power to make decisions and many people make resolutions many people make decisions concerning their health to go back to the gym concerning their friends concerning uh what they want to improve in the year and that's all fine and dandy but i'm thinking about our spiritual decisions there's some certain decisions that i believe we need to make as believers in order for us to thrive you see you need to understand that just because it's a new year does not guarantee that it's going to be great. Many people say, oh, 2023, please be kind to me. 2023 is inanimate. 2023 is not a person. 2023 cannot do anything. 2023 can just pass by. The earth will just spin. In fact, that is what 2023 will do. The earth will just spin on its axis and it will just revolve around the sun. So get rid of those kinds of prayers that 2023, please be kind to me. In fact, that's not godly. It is near, near, it is more nearer to witchcraft than to godliness, all right? <laughs> because it begs, it begs, it begs the universe, you know? That's paganism. That's Eastern religion, Eastern mysticism, which is a form of witchcraft. It begs the universe to somehow look at you and be kind to you. No, the universe is not going to be kind to you. 2023 is not going to be kind to you. 2023 will just pass. It will just be. But what you need to do is to turn to a person. And that person is the maker of 2023, the maker of the earth, the maker of the universe. Turn to him. He is a person. The universe does not exist as a person to look unto you with favor. Stars do not align in some mystic way to grant you favor financially, health-wise, in your relationships. No. Please get rid of all that witchcraft, Eastern mysticism, and belief systems that are not in line with the Christian faith. You need God. You need God. And if you're going to make decisions, let your decisions be God-centered. If you're going to have a year that's going to thrive, let your year be with God at the center. Guys, if your decisions are centered around you, if your decisions are centered around what you think, what you feel, what you want, you're going to fall into the trap of humanism. And humanism is the belief that man is the center of the universe and that God exists for man and that God lives for man and that God rules for man and that man is the boss and God is the butler and everything happens for man. Guys, get rid of that because it's a very dangerous trap that many believers fall into. And at times it's even in the churches. You hear very popular preachers talk about you. How about it's your season? Hey, guys, it's not your season. 
it's God's timing. You hear many preachers say how God is going to work things for you. Well, yes, he can, but ultimately it's for his glory. The statement must be completed. If you get into 2023 with a touch of humanism, you're going to get excited from here until March. Very stoked, very excited, but something's going to happen in April. You're going to die off. It's going to be like a sugar rush. You know, you get really fizzy, really buzzed up, really excited, but it dies down and it dies badly. What you want is not something that will just tie you up with sugary excitement. You want soul food. You want food for your soul. And the food for your soul comes from God. It comes from relationships with him. It comes from God being the center of your life. It comes from looking at the scriptures. And the scriptures beginning by saying, in the beginning, God in the beginning, God. In the beginning, honest. No. In the beginning, you. No. In the beginning, God. Let your decisions be God-centered. This is the reality of many Christians during this season, is that we make our own plans, and then we realize that there is no God in them. So after we've made our plans, after we've said what we want, after we've devised what we think, what we imagine, what should work for us, after we have firmly held on to our will, what do we do? We then invite God. We now sanitize it. We sprinkle a bit of God here and there to Christianize it. And so we say, oh, Lord, please bless this thing. And many times we're inviting God to bless a mess, to bless a sin, or to bless a situation that is compromised. God will not do that. God is not in the business of compromising on his word to please you. Why? Because the world is not about you. The center of the universe is not you. It's God. This is what Jesus said in Luke chapter 6, verse 46. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Guys, if you are going to make decisions for 2023, let it be on what God says. Why do you call him Lord, Lord, and not do what he says? Why do you call Jesus your Savior and not do what he says? Turn to him as Lord. Now, when Jesus was preaching to the Jews, the Jews were very impressed by his miracles. Well, wow, we, we had Jairus' daughter raised from the dead. We had the widow of Nain raised from the dead. Her son raised from the dead, rather. We had a Lazarus raised from the dead. And did you have did, did you have the meal, the fish, and the bread when he fed the 5,000 men, not including women and children? And what about the time he fed the 4,000? Wow, not including men, women, and children either. I mean, he fed thousands. Oh my goodness, that fish was so well done, you know? That bread was so soft and they loved his miracles. Did you see what he did? He saved the wedding, turned water into wine. And did you see what he did? He healed the crippled man. He healed the blind man. He healed the maimed man. And people loved Jesus. People loved Jesus for what he could do for them. But people did not love Jesus when Jesus demanded a reciprocation. When Jesus demanded, follow me, that's when people drew the line. We'll accept Jesus as a healer. We'll accept Jesus as a priest. Uh, uh, not, not as a priest. We'll accept Jesus as a, as a, uh, as, as everything, uh, as, as, as one who does miracles, one who does healing, but we'll not accept him as a priest, one who's come to mediators between us and God. We'll not accept him as God. We'll not accept him as a Messiah. We'll not accept him as the savior of the world. We'll accept him for the food that he offers. We'll accept him for the miracles. And guys, that represents many Christians today as the year is beginning. They want to accept God on their terms. 
They don't want to accept God on his terms. And so when the year begins, all they're asking is, what can God do for me, 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 me? What about me? What about my? I, I want this. I think this. I, I, I. Stop. Stop. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Luke 646. Where is the reciprocity in our faith? That God calls us into relationship and relationships are reciprocal. That relationships require response. That if God moves, you respond back. But we have been filled with this idea that God is in the business of giving, 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 and all we do is we'll receive, 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 receive. Well, it's, well, well as far as grace is concerned, that's kind of true that we do receive and God gives. But as far as relationships, making decisions about our walk with him, making decisions concerning our walk with God, which is also governed by grace, there must be a reciprocity. And a reciprocity requires you to respond to God. And you responding to God means you coming to God and asking God, God, what do you want? It does not involve you coming to God and telling God, God, this is what I want. So I've done this. Why don't you bless this? And then God receive it. No, it is God. What do you want? I'm going to shut up. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to I'm not going to put my foot forward. I'm not going to put my request forward. Um we've already done that and you've met my needs. You've been more than faithful and I know you'll keep meeting my needs. But what do you want, God? God, what do you want for 2023? What do you want for me? What do you want out of my marriage? What do you want out of, my, out of my relationship with my boyfriend? What do you want out of my relationship with my girlfriend? What do you want out of my money? God, enough about me. Enough about how things work for me. What about you, God? Why do I call you Lord, Lord, but not do what you say? Why are my decisions centered around me? Why are they not centered around you? It's time for, it, for them to be centered around you. So God, what are you saying? What are you saying about my finances? You're saying I should give 10% to the body of Christ? Or do I want to make it about me? Oh, you know, I, I, I earn such a small salary. You know, uh, you know, I earn so little. Oh, you know, you know, you know, I, I can't afford, you know, I can't. I, no, 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 God, what do you want? What are you saying about the orphans and the widows and the poor in my community? Oh, are you saying that I could sacrifice um, that that weekly restaurant that I visit? I visit that restaurant weekly and I spent up to 2,000 Kenya shillings. Uh, that's about $20, you know, uh, every week. That's 8,000 shillings in a month. Are you telling me to only go once a week and the 6,000 shillings I can use it to support orphans and widows? What do you want? I want my decisions for 2023 to be centered around you, not me. What are you saying about my boyfriend? We've been making out, we've been touching, we've been kissing, but we pridefully think that we are righteous because we've not had penetrative sex. What are you saying? That we need to live a life of purity and we need to wait until the altar, that we need to stop fooling ourselves, that we are virgins, yet we fornicated with our bodies, with every other part of our body, except what we call our most private parts, and we still think we are pure? What do you want? What if he does not want that? What if he wants to continue in sin? What do you want? Do you want me to end that relationship? Despite me having dated him for three years? Is my purity more important? What do you want? What decisions should matter? What are you saying about my wife? That I should listen more? That I should be slow to speak? That I should stop being harsh? That I should be gentle with her? 
this the same way i'm gentle with other ladies in the office and other ladies i meet on the streets you want me to demonstrate that gentleness to her you want me to stop making excuses as to why i can't go out with her and yet i go out with my boys is that the kind of husband you want yes lord what do you want forget what i want what do you think about my husband that i should respect him that the fact that he earns less than me should not be an issue that i should still respect him that the fact that he is the uh, father to my children i should give him the proper respect that i should submit to him that he should stop explaining why uh, i cannot respect a man who's not worthy of respect yet the scriptures say respect submit period is not contingent on the respectability on the man neither does his loving on me depend on the lovability or the loveliness that i have what are you calling for me to do this year You see guys all these questions will prompt you to do one thing to die to die to self to die to self to die 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 all the thoughts die die man die woman you see your decisions will be refined once you honor God first once God is on the throne and you are off it worshiping him What do you what do your decisions look like? Your decisions look like they're just centered around you, 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 your feelings, you, what you want, what you think. You know, the world has reached a terribly awful place, especially in countries like the United States, where what people want is more important than even truth. We live in a world, uh, I was reading some articles the other day where um uh, Marines in the army in the US are being forced to not say sir or ma'am referring to male or female because that is offensive to people who are in the LGBTQ community so now they have been told you have to change it because there are some people who are transgender and there are men who have changed their gender they are now women or there are women who've changed their gender they are now men and if you call them sir or ma'am it is offensive to them so let's ignore basic truth for people's comfort Guys, it's a dark world when we compromise truth because we want to make it all about us. Me 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 me. Listen. The world is not about you. Truth is not about you. Truth is truth. The world is the world. God is God. You are here for a brief period. For most of us, less than 100 years and we're out of this planet. For some of you even more. In fact, 24 hours won't end all right in less than in 24 hours 150,000 people will die they will only see this day of the new year and after that they will stand before their maker and when they stand before their maker when they stand before god there'll be nothing about them that they will hold up to them it will be like lifting up a candle against the brilliance of the bright sun it pales when they meet their maker It's not going to be about them. It's going to be about God. And God is going to ask them, "Oh, it's always been about you." Now let me show you the record. The record is straight that life is not about you. You are not the center of the universe. Life is about God. Why do you call me Lord, Lord and do not do what I say? I give you my son Jesus Christ. What decisions did you make about him? Or are you too offended? because he was the way the truth and the life and the only way to heaven did that truth so offend your sensibilities that you made decisions against him why do you call me lord lord and not do what i say it's about me the lord will say i give you a life 
I gave you breath in your lungs. I gave you hope. I gave you a job. I gave you a career. What did you do with it? Did you use it to serve your interests? What did you do with the money I gave you? Did you just use it to think that the more money you got, that you'd just need to improve your standard of living, but not improve your standard of giving? Oh, yes, because you thought it was all about you. Yes, you are competing with the person that you saw on Instagram. Oh, yeah, it was all about you. No, it's about me. What did you do with the life that I gave you? What did you do with the basic truths I gave you concerning your sexuality? That I made you male and female. I didn't make you trans. I didn't make you as a man for you to convert to a woman. I didn't make you as a woman to convert to a man. But you thought it was all about you. You believe the lie of the world. Now you stand before me. 150,000 people are going to stand before God today. And they're going to answer those tough questions. Some of them will make it. Some of them will stand before God and they'll say what they've been saying all their time here on earth. They'll be saying, Lord, your will be done. But there are some, in hardness of heart, God will say to them, your will be done. And it is a terrible thing to fall into the arms of the mighty God, of the almighty God. It is a terrible thing when you've lived your life for yourself. Guys, live for God and live for others. It's not about you. Enough with yourself. And let me tell you something about this whole idea of making decisions and living life for ourselves. It is one of the leading causes of depression in our time. We live in a world that constantly tells us, oh, do it for you. It's all about you. Make you. Live for you. Mm. You, 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 you. What do you think? What do you feel? What do you... And we are so intoxicated and inundated with ourselves. We are so full of ourselves. We are so inward looking that we don't take a moment to think, what does God want of this? That whenever we're given options, whenever we're given opportunities to obey, we actually do not obey. And what do we do when our faith is required to put to be put into practice so that it honors God? We come up with excuses. Oh, God will understand why I had to lie. God will understand why I had to have sex outside of marriage. God will understand why I had to fornicate. God will understand why I had to, 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 to steal. God will understand why I had to not wake up as early. God will understand why I didn't have to take care of my body, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit. God will understand why I had to flirt with this other person's wife. God will understand why I had to flirt with this other person's husband. God will understand. Why. Surely, the situation will understand. I'm a victim. I'm a victim. Look at me. Things just didn't work out for me. God will understand. I had a really terrible childhood so i can't obey the 10 commandments because you see you see i didn't grow up that way you know i was not brought up that way i'm not the kind of person to do things that work for god you know my situation is different listen guys you keep living like that and you go down a path of destruction and at the end of it when you don't obey the lord will ask you in luke 6 46 why do you call me lord lord and do not do what i say let me show you a better way to live the to live the year to live out the year make your decisions based on god that you're going to say, yes, my life was difficult, but I still obey the Lord. I didn't obey, I didn't disobey the Lord because of my problems. No, I obeyed the Lord in spite of my problems. I didn't uh, do the right thing. I didn't fail to do the right thing because of my situation. I did the right thing in spite of my situation. That I obeyed the Lord. That the love language that God embraces the most is obedience. How's that for a love language? And that I sacrifice myself to the Lord. And we discover something interesting when we start to obey the Lord. Pleasant feelings begin to accompany them.
The joy of obedience begins to accompany them. The joy of salvation begins to accompany obedience. But if we keep making excuses, what's the point of your faith? What is the point of your faith if you never exercise it? What is the point of the decisions that you're going to make if they're not going to involve your faith? What is the point of your Christian faith if you'll never use it to do the right thing? What is the point of your Christian faith when you won't apply it to real life situations? What is the point of your Christian faith if you keep making exceptions to obey God? What is the point of your Christian faith? It would be like buying a brand new car only to have it parked at home. Why? Because you're afraid to get it dirty. Well, listen, beloved. Cars were meant to get dirty. That's part of the deal of owning a car, of driving a car. And after it gets dirty, you clean it after you use it. Don't be afraid to get your faith dirty. Drive it. Obey. Make plans that are God-centered. Make spiritual progress. Your faith was built for this. You were made for this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Relationship Center from the Edify Podcast Network. And I look forward to the remaining 51 podcasts of 2023. Let's make it about God. Let's live. Let's thrive in our faith. My name is Anes Mboye. And for more great podcasts that will build your faith and inspire you, please head over to www.edify.app. That is E-D-I-F-I.app.app. Or you could also search for the Edify app in the Google and Apple Play Store. And we'll see you next time. 